Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches. We've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years, and we've been coaching together as a team for 22 years. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And part of living amazing lives is being part of the love revolution, which means we are teaching people how to live, love, and date better so we can have more love on our planet. That's what we are all about. That's right. So on today's podcast, our main topic is... Money. Manifesting money. money. Manifesting money. Everybody likes that. I love that. But of course, before we jump into the main topic, let's catch up with the clocks. Yes. So how was your week, baby? My week was good, except for I've been exhausted and I am struggling to get stuff done, but I'm getting it done and that's okay. And I've been taking naps and I love a nap. (laughs) So as long as I've been getting my nap in, I'm a happy camper. How about you, Anthony? I've been watching you take naps You've been watching me nap. (laughs) And I've been watching you being really tired. Yep. And it crossed my mind, like, is she pregnant? Oh, stop. Like, what's going on? Is she all right? Is everything okay? But of course, you're not pregnant. No. Because we are not having that. No. And uh, okay, so now that that's cleared up, my week has been good. Good. We've been doing a lot of coaching. Yes. Our coaching business is blowing up. Yeah, we're booming right now. Yeah, it's been really busy. Couples are going through it right now. And coming out of COVID, I -hmm. guess there's still collateral damage. Yes. So, you know, they're reaching out to us and we're getting them in as quickly as we can and helping them to get through it. Yeah. But I'm grateful. Business is booming. We're helping people when they need us. Life is good. And let me say this too. Hmm. One of the reasons that I like it so much, Mm -hmm. I love Love, love coaching with you. Aw, thanks. I love coaching with you too. We've been coaching together for 22 years and Mm -hmm. I love it. It's just the most fun, the easiest, the most fulfilling thing in my life, to tell you the truth. And I look forward to it. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I really like that. I did not know you felt that way. I know you like to coach with me. We've talked about that before. I know you like to coach with me, but I have never heard it's the most impressive thing in your life. That's that's pretty cool. It is for a number of reasons. One, for example, every situation we go into coaching is Mm -hmm. different. Yeah. And we never know what we're going to get. But every single time, we nail it. Yeah. And when we're doing it, it's like me and you got this like, Good cop, bad cop combination thing (laughs) going on. Agitate and mitigate. Agitate, mitigate. Mm -hmm. It just works so perfectly. We're just like one mind and we know exactly where to go. And there's even this like little, not competition, but when a client is going through something and we're trying to figure out, get to the core of the root Mm -hmm. of what's going on, then I know you're doing it and I'm doing it from the other end. We kind of, kind of see who's going to get there first. Who's going to get it first. Who's going to get it first. And we always get there, but... It's just really fun, and you make it easy because you're such a good coach. I don't have to carry all the weight, so I can really shine. Well, I feel the same way about you. You're an awesome coach. You come with a big energy. Like, sometimes you say stuff, and I'm like, ooh, I need to get my notepad so I can take notes. (laughs) I want this for me. So I love that you do that. Right. I just realized, like, yeah, we have been doing a lot of coaching. No wonder I've been so tired and needed a nap. Mm -hmm. I'm working hard. That's what's going on. Right. But the great thing about it, too, is that with big business booming, it's also manifesting money. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Which is a good segue. Yes, it is. Into (laughs) manifesting money. Manifesting money. Beautiful. So what's up? You know, most of us have been given some type of money story in our childhood, right? Like Mm -hmm. 
however you grew up, if you grew up in poverty, there was a lot of talk about not having enough money. You can't have this. You can't have that. We don't have enough for this. We can't afford this. That creates our money file. And as we move forward in life as adults, we keep going back to that file and we kind of filter through that file of our money story growing up. Right. And that can really affect how much money we're able to make attract in our lives. So it's really important to take stock of your money story. And you know, for you listeners out there, you want to attract money. Everybody wants to attract money. A lot of you are trying to use the law of attraction and it's not working for you. So on this episode, we're going to try to connect the law of attraction with making money to give you guys tips to help you to attract money. Because we've been there. We've been there where before we understood the law of attraction, we had to work hard to make money. Mm-hmm. And the harder we worked, it was like it would come in slow and you're always on the grind. And you can do it that way. But there's a much easier way to do it. If you use the law of attraction, mm-hmm. you don't have to use physical action so much. You can actually attract well, it. It's energy. That's why it's called currency. That's right. Right. That's so right. you're either attracting it or repelling it. Mm-hmm. And just like we talked about in the Law of Attraction episode, if you guys have not listened to that, go back to the Law of Attraction episode. Everything's energy that's vibrating and everything has a frequency. And so if our thoughts about money are lack, then we're pushing money away. Right. And if our thoughts are abundant, then we're attracting money. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So there's listeners right now that mm-hmm. are going, okay, I want to attract money using the Law of Attraction. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you would recommend for them to do? Step number one would be to write down the amount of money that you want to attract and put it on a sticky note or something and put it somewhere where you could see it all the time, every day. For example, if they want to attract Mm $5,000, write it down, right? Yes. Now, here's something I want to add to that. Not only do that, but pay attention to how you feel when you come up with that dollar amount. If you come up with a dollar amount that makes you feel nervous and afraid, then lower it. Go lower till you get to a point where you feel like, I feel okay with that. Because if you feel afraid or you're stressed out by it, you're going to be out of alignment and it's going to be harder for you to attract it. So you want to get a starting point that feels comfortable to you. Okay, there's so much in that that I want to say right now. Mm -hmm. So let me calm down because I got really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, writing it down is super important because you're activating your reticular activation system, the part of your brain that is like a Google search, and it'll start looking for ways for you to get that money. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. If you don't believe it, or you feel nervous about it, then you're kind of shutting down your request. And attracting money is a little bit more difficult than attracting things, Mm -hmm. right? Because people have all these Stories and ideas around money. So that's why I started out with like, what's your money story? Like sit with that for a minute and figure out what that is. Mm -hmm. If it's a story of lack, you have to change that story. Because no matter what you do, you're going to keep going back to that story. Those brain files are alive, right? Right. So what I got really excited about was I have spent 10 years probably playing with money energy. Trying things with money energy, like really even. 15. Yeah. Literally like testing it on myself. One of the things that I learned was to attract things first. So I started out with, I want to attract a cup of coffee. I want someone to offer to buy me a cup of coffee. Once that happened, then my brain was like, ooh, you can attract. Then I wanted to attract a certain car. Then I attracted that car. Then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it works, right? And so attracting things is way easier than attracting money. I want to attract this experience. I want to attract this type of person. 
So if you want to attract money, I recommend, that's what I got excited about, start attracting things. I saw this beautiful red coat. I want a red coat like that. Mm-hmm. Universe, bring me that red coat. Then when you attract that red coat, what you're doing is you're creating brain files that say, I can attract money. Right. Well, what I was going to say, a lot of people right now are probably like, mm-hmm, yeah, magic. Yeah, right. Airy fairy. But let me tell you guys this. When we first learned about the law of attraction about 20 years ago. We was broke. Yeah. We, and we, were, we, we understood <laughs> it, but we didn't know the terminology. Mm-hmm. And when we learned that it, it resonated with us right away. But we didn't want just the airy-fairy part of it. We wanted to understand the science of it, the mechanics. How does it work, the quantum physics behind it? Because when you learn that part, then it's easier to accept and believe and to download and to actually implement. So we studied the science of it, the airy-fairy part of it. That didn't cut for us. But it's important for you to feel good. Feeling good is one part of it. But acting and thinking and talking like you already have that thing mm-hmm. that you want to attract. Right. If you attracted that $5,000, how would you feel? Right. You would feel giddy. You would feel excited. So you don't want to wait until you attract that money to feel like that. You want to feel like that now. Create the emotion right now. Yes. And so the thought goes out into the universe, mm-hmm. but the emotion is what brings it back towards you. Mm-hmm. So if you send that thought out, that $5,000, but then your emotions are, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm fearful, that's not a vibrational match to that experience that you were creating. How you would feel if you had the five thousand? Right. How would you feel, or how would you feel if you had that experience? Yes. So don't wait for it to happen. The brain can't tell the difference between a lie and the truth. If you start thinking, acting, and talking and feeling like you already have it, mm-hmm. then it's just a matter of time before you get it. And like you said, when we first started, we were broke. Yep. I didn't just say broke. We were broke. Yep. We had a house full of kids. Yeah, and we were working all the time we because we were growing jobs, our business. Both right. of us working two jobs, building right. a business. And every dime that we made went right back into the business, mm-hmm. or to the kids, or to the house. And so we were constantly working. And one day you said, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's try it a different way. At first I was hesitant because I was still stuck on that old way of thinking. Like, gotta, no, work you gotta, work, gotta work hard. Gotta, gotta work, work hard. Gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. But then as we started learning about the law of attraction more, I was like, you know what? It's true. We got to start acting and thinking and talking and just moving into that energy. Yes. So what we did is I would go to work with you. And after you got off, we would go out to eat at a nice, really, really high end restaurant. Yes. And we didn't have enough money to, <laughs> to, buy, eat, to eat a meal. We really didn't. We couldn't no. afford it. No. And so what we would do is we'd sit down. We wear our nice clothes. Yes. And we would order like an iced tea. Mm-hmm. We could afford the iced tea, but the point was we were immersing ourselves into the energy of money, the vibration of money, the environment of money. The people were wealthy around us. Mm-hmm. The restaurant was a wealthy restaurant. Mm-hmm. So just by being in that energy, you're starting to become a vibrational match yes. to that wealth. And we didn't sit there and go, oh, man, we suck because we can't afford food here. We we were playing. We would pretend we were toasting each other yeah. like, I love being wealthy, honey. I love being bougie. I love it. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we had fun with it. We yeah, played we were playing. With it. We were playing with energy. And then we paid attention to little details. It's yes. the details. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you go to a cheap-ass restaurant, their glass is a cheap-ass glass. Mm-hmm. If you go to a really nice restaurant, You're going to get that heavy, really nice quality glass. Yes. Little things like that make a difference because your senses are picking up those little details. It's energy. It's energy, right. Mm -hmm. Then we would sit around and look at the people. Instead of hating on them, 
we'd be like, wow, I love that watch. Wow, mm-hmm. I love those shoes. Mm-hmm. I love that outfit. I love, I love, I love, I love, because now we're having gratitude and appreciation for wealth, which mm-hmm. is making us feel good, which is making us a match to that wealth. Yep. If you hate on money and wealth, mm-hmm. then you're not a match to you're wealth. You're pushing it away. Right. And so we did that. Mm-hmm. And we left feeling great. Yes. And then something happened. The next week, we had a little bit more money we attracted. Mm-hmm. Just came to us. Yes. Then this time we would go out and we'd order an iced tea and an appetizer. Right. <laughs> Did the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Gratitude and appreciation. Fake it till you make it. A couple of weeks later we went and we had enough for actual meal. <laughs> it was chicken. It's <laughs> before we but were vegetarians. Right. It was before we were vegetarians. But it's all right. We're not at steak level yet. But right. we're, getting there. we're getting there. And then lo and behold, it seemed like just in no time at all, we're just balling out at the restaurants. Yeah. And we're eating whatever we want. Mm-hmm. and we're tipping big tips and we're balling out and what happened was we became a vibration match to that wealth mm-hmm. and the money just came from every direction clients opportunities this it was just raining money on us and it was like wait a minute we've been living this life for a while now yes. when did it change it changed when we started to fake it till we make it when but- we started stepping into it even in a, in a smaller level and there was another piece too mm-hmm. that we did we started noticing our own behavior that was sabotaging being a match to wealth. Right. For example, I noticed that I had a grocery store addiction. I had mm. to go to the grocery store all the time, mm. and I was buying things in the grocery store that we didn't need. Like we had a pantry full of canned goods, and I was still buying canned goods. So I traced that back to times in my life in my childhood I didn't have enough to eat. Mm-hmm. So I had this need to always be buying food that I didn't need to be buying. We already had it. Right. So I was spending extra money in groceries. I didn't have any education on how to manage money. So I was afraid to look at bills. So I wouldn't look at them until we had late fees. And so money was being spent on late fees. Mm-hmm. I was overdrawing our account because I was so afraid of money that the same thing. I don't want to look at it. And then right. I'd get us in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I would not allow myself to shop for clothing. Right. Then when I did shop, I'd lose my goddamn mind and, you know, want to spend for the next three years because right. I, I probably wasn't going to shop. And I was doing kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around with holy drawers on and holes yep. in my socks. Yep. And I'm like, in that old school mentality, I was like, you know what? I'll get new ones when I deserve it. Yeah. I'll get new ones later on. I get new ones. Mm-hmm. Thinking because that mindset was an old mindset. Poverty mindset that, that's is like, yeah, take, take pride. Like, look, I'm, I'm going without, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I had to stop that and be like, no, it's not okay to walk around with holes in your underwear. Mm-mm. It's not okay to walk around with holes in your, your socks. socks. No, not good. Not a vibrational match to wealth. So we also worked on cleaning up our personal energy while we were trying new things, right? right? So that's really important because for most people, and I saw this a lot in myself, and I still work on it today, and I want to get to like the present, what's happening, because it's super exciting. But I just keep finding little behaviors and beliefs that hold me back. It was the not shopping. Mm -hmm. It was always getting like hand-me-downs and used stuff Mm -hmm. instead of buying new things. It was a lot of that behavior. But I could trace it all back. I grew up with a grandma that was a yard sailor. Go to yard sales, you know, from Fresno. Everybody goes to a yard sale in Fresno. So you're buying each other's old crap, right, right? (laughs) instead of new stuff. Right. So I had to change that behavior. And the other thing, you guys, about money is that your environment really, really affects you. Mm -hmm. So I cleaned up my environment. I stopped holding on to things. Honestly, hoarding is lack mentality. It's people holding on to garbage 
because it makes them feel like they have a lot of stuff. Right. It makes them feel wealthy. And a lot of stuff isn't actually wealthy. Right. You want quality over quantity. That's true wealth. Right. Right? And then not only that about the hoarding. Energetically, the more things that you have in your life mm-hmm. and in your home, mm-hmm. energetically, you're rendering all of those things. Even if you're not looking oh, at those things. Oh, you going quantum on these people. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if they're ready I for all that, ready. Anthony. You're actually rendering those things. So mm-hmm. your energy. What does that mean? What does rendering mean? Rendering is like a computer. Mm-hmm. Like on your computer when you have a program on there. Mm-hmm. And the program is there, but it's sucking up energy. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just on a desktop and you don't use it, mm-hmm. it's still sucking up energy. Right. And you could put a thousand things on your desktop. That's a thousand things that are going to be sucking up energy. And every time that just to operate them. So you're rendering. So the, you're, using, yeah, your you're, using, en- you're using your energy to keep those things in physical form if we break it down to quantum level, right? Right. So the more stuff that you have, the more energy you use, the less energy you have to bring in new, new stuff, stuff. new space. Yes. So the key is to get rid of anything that you don't love. Yeah. Anything that does not make you feel wealthy, that you don't absolutely feel great about, that puts you in alignment, get rid of it. Yeah. You're not going to use it. It's not doing you any good. In fact, it's keeping your money vibration low. It's keeping it low. Right. So you want to clear all of the crap out and just keep the stuff that you love. And then that creates more space and you'll feel lighter. You'll feel better because you're not rendering that stuff. It's not on your subconscious mind. Yes. So one of the reasons I said to write down the amount of money that you want, because I read a bunch of books about manifesting money and I practiced all of these things, right? I started writing down a bunch of stuff. And one of the things that I did and that I learned is when you want to attract something, write it down and then let it go. Think about it like you're planting a seed. And once you plant the seed, you water it every once in a while, but you don't go dig it up every time and be like, is it growing? Is it here? Where is it at? Where is it at? And what we tend to do when we say we want to attract money, we keep looking for it. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? How am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? And that blocks the flow of energy. You just have to say, I know it's going to happen. Make it happen, universe. And what I've found, I could just tell you want to get in here so bad. Okay, okay, okay. We're good. We're good. But what I've seen happen is when you decide what you want and you put it somewhere where you could see it, Mm -hmm. your spirit, your energy starts working on it and drawing it to you. And it'll come in ways that you could have never thought of. Right. Because the only way that you could make it happen is the way that you could make it happen, right? Based You're going on your to past experience. based on past experience and your brain files. So I have a quick story. One day I decided I want to attract ten thousand dollars. I'm gonna play with the universe. I love doing this too, by the way. So I said, Okay, universe, I want ten thousand dollars. And I wrote it down somewhere where I could see it and I let it go. Not kidding. You're my witness, you were there. Mm-hmm. A week later, I got a letter in the mail saying that I had $11,000 in a Mm -hmm. retirement account from one of the dental offices that I worked in years ago that I completely forgot about. And I just started laughing. I was (laughs) like, what? There's my $10,000. But universe, let me be clear. I don't want my retirement (laughs) money. I want new money. I want new money. I want cash money, universe, right? Mm -hmm. So I had. You got to get clear. You got to get clear, right? You got to go back. So I went back. I went back to the universe. I was like, you know, we need to have a little bit of a talk. That's Mm -hmm. not really what I wanted, but thank you. I'm grateful. I'm going to roll that over into my other account, but I want $10,000 cash. So every night I thought about it and I thought, It's going to be so exciting to see how the universe is going to bring me that $10,000. You were eagerly anticipating it. I can't wait to see what happens. So that one night I went to bed thinking that and the next morning I woke up and literally it was like this. It was like as soon as I opened my eyes, it was like create a group, create a group for dentists, for women dentists. 
I had had a client that was asking me every week, could you please start a group for women dentists? I would love to hang out with other women dentists and learn how they manage motherhood and being an employer and all these things, right? right? And it hit me, start that group. I set up in bed, I grabbed my computer, I literally created like an event bright. Mm -hmm. I remember. And like, I'm gonna create this group, we'll meet once a week, and then we'll do a phone call once a month to catch up or something, I don't even remember the details of it. And then I sent it out to all the women dentists that I knew. How many do you think signed up? I remember I was there. It was a while ago. Mm -hmm. I think like 10, 8, 10. Yes, there's my $10,000. Yeah, I remember that. And they signed Mm -hmm. up and just like that, I got $10,000. So it doesn't always just come like check in the mail. Yes. It'll also come as an idea. Mm -hmm. So it's like a catalyst. It's like, okay, this is an idea that'll get you to. Or a person will, or a person or an opportunity because here's the deal. There's not very many people that believe money is going to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. If, Although it's, it's everything's possible, everything's could, possible. But they don't believe it. Enough, but so most people will happen. not no. believe that money is going to fall out of the sky. But for most people, it needs to either come through another person, through an opportunity, or it's an idea. Mm-hmm. And people have million dollar ideas all the time, and mm-hmm. they don't see how they could make it happen, so they shut the ideas down and yeah. they don't pursue them. Right, and that's another part of it. Your job is to focus on the what, not the how. Mm -hmm. Focus on what it is that you want, what it is you want to attract, how much you want to attract, and then leave the how to the universe. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, when people try to figure out the how, at first they think about the money Mm -hmm. and they visualize it and that feels good to them and they get in alignment. Mm -hmm. But then they go, but how's that going to happen? How am I going to get from where I'm at to the way I want to be? And because they can't see the how, they're basing it on their past experiences, then they feel deflated and they give up. Yep. Then they're back to being out of alignment. Wah, 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 wah. Very true. But the key is to realize you don't have to worry about the how. Just focus on the what. Leave the how to the universe. And like Melanie said, it'll bring it to you in ways that you never saw coming. You're limited as far as the hows. The universe is unlimited. So it can be an idea. It can be a person that you meet on the street. It could be a check in the mail. If you're a stripper, it could be money falling out the sky. <laughs> you never, ever know. Right. So... Don't worry about the how, just the what. Yes, to continue on this path. So this is how I played with money. So I had written down I wanted to be a speaker in dentistry, and I was working as a dental office manager. I'd written down I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to be life coaching Mm full-time, and I wanted way more money. I'd written that down. I don't remember the amount of money, but way more than what I was making as an office manager. Then one day... One of my sales reps comes in and is like, what are you doing in this office? The energy in here is so great. And everybody else is really mm-hmm. struggling in their offices because it was like 2009 and there had just been a recession and everybody was freaking out about money. Right. And we were meeting goal every month and we were bonusing. So I said, oh, I'm just life coaching, just life coaching my team, mm-hmm. focusing them on a goal, aligning their energy and we're doing it. Right. It works. So then she asked me, could you teach this to other dentists? And I'm going to say yes to everything. So I said yes. And then she said, oh, my company would pay you. And I think they paid me something like $1,000 to speak for two hours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yes, please. I'll definitely do that. And I was really nervous because they sent me to Beverly Hills. So here I'm downtown LA working girl. And they Mm -hmm. send me to Beverly Hills to go talk to this group of dentists. And man, the mind chatter went nuts. Who do you think you are? You're a high school dropout. You're a teen mom. Who are you going to tell these Beverly Hills doctors what to do? And then I just had to push that all to the side and say, I am worthy. That's the other thing. You have to know that you're worthy. 
And I stood there and I just told them what I knew. Mm -hmm. And I got offered jobs. And I was like, I don't want a job. I already have a job. I like my job. I don't want any other job. No, thank you. And then one of the doctors was like staring at me like I was a pork chop. And he was like taking notes the whole time I was talking. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, he's like, I want to talk about this more. Do you want to go have a drink? And I was like, oh, no, thank you, sir. I'm married very happily, very in love with my husband. And he was like, no, 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 I want to talk business. Thank you for You're welcome. You're welcome. I always tell tell men that because, you know, they be trying. They be trying to get your girl. But I let them know, baby. I'm with you. Of course. They got good taste. So he just kept asking for me. And then finally, I asked my friend, what does he want? And she said, he wants to hire you as a consultant. And I said, I don't know how to be a consultant. And she was like, yeah, you do. And then she was like, consultants make between 800 to $2,000 a day. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm a consultant. <laughs> now I know how to do it. <laughs> right? right? I said, yeah, have him call me. So he called me and watched my money energy, my vibration, like how I handled this. He said, hey, yeah, I loved your talk. I really need you in my office. I think you could help me do really well. I want to hire you. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I only have one day a week off of work. And he was like, what day is it? I said, Friday. Okay, come in Friday. It was Wednesday. I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's trying to hire me as a consultant within two days. I don't have time to do Google anything. How am I going to do this, right? I got so scared. And then I said, uh, okay, well, uh, do you want to know what I'm going to do? Because I didn't want him to have expectations I couldn't meet. So do you see my, me talking myself right. out of money? Mm-hmm. That's what most people do. So I was like, do you want to know what I'm going to do? And he said, sure, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm going to run some reports. I'll put together a plan, a proposal, and I need to interview your team. And then I'll put together a proposal and then we could see how we could work together. He said, great, I'll see you. I was like, uh, do you want to know how much I charge? And he was like, I don't care what you charge. Just come, I'll pay you. That scared me. Mm-hmm. I had never been told that before. Right. So I was like, uh, well, no, I didn't even say it loud. I said it like this, you guys. I said, it's uh, $1,500 for four hours. <laughs> said what I said, $1,500 for four hours <laughs> he said what'd you say I said $1,500 I'll be there for four hours he was like great I'll see you Friday say what you just <laughs> I was like oh my god he just said yes to $1,500 for four hours work like I hadn't made that kind of money right. yeah it was remember. shocking yeah, it was shocking to me and then I went I did it I knew what to do I was actually really great at it I'm still really great at it mm-hmm. And he was my client for 10 years. He paid me a lot of money to transform his office. And And I'd made some great changes. And out of that was born a consulting business that eventually grew so quickly that I had to quit my job. And I would say I probably quadrupled my income. Quadrupled. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't see that coming. No. Right. I could have not have made that up. And that's the beauty of it. That's the fun. That's why you need to have fun with it when you're doing it. And if you're eagerly anticipating it, not only going to feel good, but you're going to attract it much faster. Yes. It works every single time. Yes. And then one more thing that I wanted to add to what you were saying about being comfortable with the number when you write it down. So this Mm -hmm. has been my experience and everybody's different. You guys, you got to just play bombard your system. There's so much stuff on the internet about manifesting money, like get a bunch of information. For me, I started noticing when I do consulting for a business, I like to break down their financial goals to a monthly goal, a daily Mm -hmm. goal, and then an hourly goal so that they know what they should be doing every hour and not doing stuff that's not profitable, right? Right. So then I looked at myself, I was like, why are you not doing that for your businesses? And so I started doing that for our businesses. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the weekly goal, 
I noticed that we would get like within $200 of the weekly goal, mm-hmm. but not quite the goal. So one day I was meditating and my spirit literally said, double the goal. I was like, what? What spirit? Are you sure? I'm not even hitting the goal. Double it. It needs to be bigger. As soon as I doubled that goal, hit the first goal right. with no issue. Why is that? Because I still had a little resistance to my original goal, Mm -hmm. but by making it bigger, it took my focus away from my resistance on the original goal to more resistance on the bigger goal. Mm -hmm. Right. And then over time, I was able to actually hit the double goal. There you go. It happens incrementally. So don't go into this like, I'm going to manifest money tomorrow. I mean, you could, but it's a buildup. You got to build belief. You got to build the energy around it. And it's like every time with our Life Coach Academy, for example, Mm -hmm. When we first started off, our fees were only like $400 for the class. Our first class was $99. No, it was $99, Anthony. We charged $99 for an eight-hour class. Wow. We was tripping. Wow. (laughs) Yep. That was like, might as well be on the welfare. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. But back then, you know, it was like, we were happy to get that $99 a Mm -hmm. person. We didn't know. We had the kids, and we had a bunch of bills, and it was like, this is great. But then what happened was that as we increased the rates, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, people paid, 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 and it was like, okay, we built the belief, okay. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, let's go to two ninety nine. Yes. And we had to get comfortable with it. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm always like, let's go higher. And you're just like, ah, I'm going to check, go a little lower. Yeah. So we had to kind of like make it mm-hmm. work for both of us. Yes. But then once we raised it to 300 and started getting people, then that belief was built. Then it was like, okay, now 800, mm-hmm. now 1500. And it just keeps increasing. But we got comfortable yes. with each increase. Yes. And it's been like that ever since. Yes. So here's the current to date thing that I wanted to share. It's about building the belief because mm-hmm. for me especially, mm-hmm. I had a lot of beliefs around being a good person and, you know, not selling and not taking advantage of people and helping people and wanting to be a good girl. You're not supposed to do that. And so I had a hard time charging money. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to do a lot of work around that. And I learned a very valuable lesson. I always want to serve. And I believe that serving is actually an amazing way to attract money. Mm-hmm. But you have to serve with the mindset of energy that I'm putting out is a value and that people can pay for that because it's an exchange, right. Right. right? It's an exchange of energy. So there's value in that. And the lesson that I learned was... I talked you into doing a free event once a week to help people. So I was like, okay, we could raise our fees, but we need a free way to help people that can't afford us. We don't want to leave people out in the cold with no energy, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I had us start a meetup. A meetup group, yeah. A meetup group, and we did a free group, and we did it for a year. Hmm. And people came, but they did not do the work. Right. They just kept coming back with the same stories. And they didn't apply what they were learning from us. Because they didn't have any skin in the game. Mm -mm, There was no exchange. Right. They didn't have any skin in the game. Yeah. And we were giving them value. Mm -hmm. But they didn't see the value. And energy. Because they weren't paying for it. Yes. If they were paying for it, then it has value to them. Mm -hmm. And now it's a mutual exchange. Yes. And I constantly do this work. And you guys will hear this from me over and over on this podcast. We are life coaches. So this is life work. We're always working on ourselves and you're always going to be working on yourself. And recently, when I wanted to jump to the next level, I started working on realizing that 
there are people with all kinds of money. And right. all I have to do is know who my ideal client is and who can afford whatever service that I'm providing. The other thing we did too was yes. we stopped hanging out with broke people. <laughs> but we still love them. No, we still love them. We're still nice to them. It's still, you know, cool with them. But it's yes. not like, you know, when they're like, hey, let's go to Sizzlers. Let's yeah. go to. We don't do the Sizzler no like, more. Nah, we good. We good. That was no, interesting. Nothing against anybody that or gets Sizzler. down like that. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Sizzlers was very, very good to me for many years. <laughs> but it's just like games changed. Well, you know? that was interesting, so we started wasn't going it? To hanging, the same way we go to nicer restaurants. Mm-hmm. We started hanging out with people with more money. Well, we're attracting them. Yeah, we're attracting them. Yeah, it wasn't like we were hunting them down. I will tell you guys this. When we focused on energy and law of attraction, we attracted a whole new tribe of people. Yeah, we did. A whole new tribe. And most of them are still in our tribe. Yeah. To date. Mm -hmm. Because they were all on that same journey we were on, learning law of attraction, and everybody came up at the same time. Right. But you know, as we did that, something that really blew me away, people think that my happiness is going to come from me attracting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, wealth is great. Money is great. But it doesn't solve your problems. No. It doesn't bring you happiness. Like they say, the first 90000 makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's just like, yeah, okay, this is good. But. Well, I would say it gets you out of survival energy yeah. so that you can actually become a creator. Because it's really hard to focus on creating when you're in survival and you're trying right. to feed your babies or get something to eat or pay your rent. Of course. Like it's of it's course. a lot. No, money can be beautiful. It can mm-hmm. do a lot of things. It's a tool. Yeah. But I've seen over the years, especially when we moved up in our circles, Mm-hmm. And how many people that we've met in our circle that are like multi-millionaires, billionaires, mm-hmm. and unhappy? Yeah. And they thought making those billions are going to make them happy, and it's not doing it for them. I think you're absolutely right. And something I want to add to that. So once I went to work for the one doctor in Beverly Hills, I started attracting all kinds of doctors in Beverly Hills. So that had me in Beverly Hills every single day right. around all this money and all these really wealthy patients. And what I learned was the wealthiest people and even a lot of celebrities, they are not trying to show anybody that they have no. a lot of money. No, they're not. They are not wearing designer stuff. They're not rocking all. They're trying to sneak in the underground parking to get into the office so nobody sees yeah, them. They're not like IRS, here I am. Yeah. And especially big money people, yeah. like people that own big stuff, corporations, they do not mm-hmm. dress like that. They're not showing off that they have money. That was another thing. Like, it's not necessarily a match to money to be flossing or showing off or whatever it is. Right, that's good enough. Is that okay? That's All right. You know, sometimes the, the white girl in me comes out and I'm like, is that supposed to say uh, uh, No, you still got your black card. It's all right. <laughs> I was worried there for a minute. <laughs> So I started, you know, me, I will ask people some questions. So all these wealthy people come in, I ask them, where did you learn this? And how do you market? Because I want to learn everything. And one of the things that I learned is people with a lot of money pay attention to details. Right. They like very clean spaces, minimalist, and very, very detail oriented. Right. It's like the details I was seeing at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. When you go to nicer restaurants, mm-hmm. pay attention to those details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had a girlfriend that worked for a celebrity. She was a personal assistant and I asked her what she noticed about her level of wealth. And she said that she had the baseboards in her house repainted every three months because she didn't like scuffs on the wall. What? That's a level of detail. I barely mm. dust the baseboards in right. my house but every three months. Like, I do now. But, but then she got it like that to have somebody just mm-hmm, painted, not even trip mm-hmm. on it. Like, yeah. All of this is to kind of show you guys it's all an energy. It's all a vibration. Money's a vibration. So a lot of you listeners right now, 
you're in a situation where you feel like I'm broke, I don't have money. Now, one of the first things you want to do is to be aware of your thoughts and your language. Because when you say I'm broke and I don't have money, that's going to affect your vibration. This is the law of attraction. And when you say that for one, it doesn't feel good. So you're going to have a negative emotion. So now you just sent that thought out into the universe that I don't have money and I'm broke. And then the negative emotion of sadness or frustration that you're feeling Neither one of these things are matched to wealth. So now you just push that wealth away from you and you're sitting there waiting for it going, where is it? I don't have it yet. I'm broke. I don't have it yet. As long as you keep saying that and thinking that way, you're not going to attract it. So the key, first of all, is to start with where you're at. So yes. right now, if you have $10 in your pocket, maybe that's not the amount of money that you want, but you have money. So the key is to acknowledge that I have money and then feel good about the money that you do have. Yes, you may want more, but you have to start with being a match to having it first. You have it. Celebrate what you have. Then from there, ask for more. Start thinking and talking like you have more and feel like you have more. And then just go out into your day and stop having that conversation. Let it go. Drop it. You don't have to keep asking the universe over and over and over again. In fact, if you keep asking over and over again, that means that you really don't believe it's an action. So start with that. Do the things that make you feel good in the meantime. And then when you least expect it, that money will come back in. And when it comes back in, regardless of the amount, even if it's just another $10 or $20, celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And you'll get more. You'll be more and more of a match to it. One of the things that we would do, <laughs> we would still do it, hmm. whenever we want to attract more money, we go relax. We go to lunch. We go to lunch. Yeah. We go to the beach. We go celebrate. We go chill. And other people are like, are you crazy? What are you guys doing? You need to be a hustle. No, we don't. We don't chase money. We attract money. Yes. And so by feeling good, by relaxing in and the middle of the day. Being grateful for what you have. Being grateful for what we have. That's a match to having money. Because if you had the millions, would you be out in the street busting your ass and hustling? Or would you be chilling and relaxing and enjoying life? You would be chilling, relaxing, and enjoying life, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And so start doing that now because that matches the frequency of what it is that you want next. So one thing is, one of the main beliefs that people have is that you have to work hard for money. So people will not allow themselves to attract money unless they've worked hard for it. That is just a belief that we've been given. So think about someone like Bill Gates. Do you think that they work really, really hard for money? How much do you think they make an hour? They don't trade time for dollars. Mm -hmm. They traded energy, thought energy, and money just keeps coming to them. When I was a dental assistant, I worked my ass off eight, nine, sometimes 12 hours a day. And I made a fraction of the amount of money that I make now. We started this podcast with me taking a nap. We attracted <laughs> thousands of dollars this week and I napped three times right. this week. So work hard because you love working hard. Work hard because you love the work that you do. It is not that you have to work hard for money. Right. We don't take action just to take action. No. We wait for inspired action. And when you take inspired action, that's being in spirit, inspired. And that's when you're going to get the good stuff. Your work is going to be amazing. But sometimes when you're just like just taking action just to be doing it, you're going to end up doing a shitty job or you're going to have to come back and redo it again later on or you're going to create something that you're never going to use. So yes. you can do it just to entertain yourself, but that's not the best way to work. So if you're in alignment, if you're feeling good, you're going to get that inspired action. It's going to come. Yes. Let's give these lovely people some homework of attracting money. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give them a quick breakdown of what it is. Okay. Okay. And this was from the, what was the name of the book? The Big Book of the Money. The Big Book of Money. Great book. 
when we were stepping up our money game and energy and incorporating the law of attraction years ago, we found this affirmation. Actually, a friend gave it to us from the book. We attracted the book. We attracted the book. To teach us how to get the money. Literally, that's how it works. That's how it works. We would say this affirmation every day because the way it works with this affirmation is that when people say that they're broke, like I was saying earlier, you have money. They don't have money. Right. You have money. So what we would do every morning and every night, and our daughter would do it with us Mm -hmm. when she was a little girl, we would get a jar and then you would get a penny and then you would say this affirmation before you drop the penny in a jar. This This money money that I'm I'm placing in my my bank bank is adding adding to my my wealth. wealth. My My wealth and prosperity increases each and every day. I see that I'm surrounded by so much wealth and that my every need is being provided for by the unlimited abundance of the universe. For all of this and more, I am grateful. So now you have the penny in your hand and you drop it into the jar. Your senses are feeling that money in your hand. You're seeing it visually in the jar. It's real. You do this every day. Every day. And as you're doing this exercise, you're becoming a vibrational match to money. You can feel it. You'll feel better each time. Mm -hmm. And then you're seeing those pennies in a jar start to fill up. Then as you see it filling up, you're seeing proof that I have money and it's accumulating and it's increasing each and every day. It is the truth. Then when you fill that jar up, get a second jar. Do not spend the money in any of those jars. That's like a visual. You could roll them up if you want. Put them in the bank. But don't spend it. And then once you get a couple of jars of pennies, then start with nickels, then go to quarters, and so on and so on. We didn't even get to quarters, and our money vibration just shot up, and money was just coming from everywhere. Like I said, it was cute because we were doing it with our daughter as well, so it was making her a vibrational match. So that's a great exercise to do with your kids if you want to start teaching them about money. Yes, absolutely. So that's your guys' homework. Do this money affirmation. Get you a cute jar or a bowl or something and drop that penny in there. And every time you hear it, realize I'm a matched money. Also, write down what you want and put it somewhere where you can see it all the time and get excited. So you guys, thank you again so much for following us, sharing us. You guys are doing a great job being part of the love revolution. Yes, you are. We see you. We really, really are all spreading love. And it's so important because we're all in this together. So we love you. Share our podcast and help people feel the love. Yes, yes, yes. Love you guys, and we see you next time. All right. See you next time. The Amazing Clocks Podcast is executive produced by Cody and Tommy Oliver. And produced by Crystal Hill and edited by Masu McLemore.